everybody. Um, this is a really, really big crowd. Um, clearly you're not all here to see me, but you're here to see uh, Lucy. So um, can we welcome Lucy to Blue Mountains? sure that I really don't need to give everyone a history of uh, Lucy and her running career um, because most of us know who she is, some of the great things that she's achieved and at such a young age. Um, so a tiny little recap, I'm not going to go through everything. Um, Lucy, you started running with your dad when you were pretty young, um, 16? Uh, yeah, uh, yeah 15. 15? 15? Yeah, yep. okay. Um, you then did a few ultras. You did your first one at 16, which is pretty impressive. Um, in 2017, I think that's when we all got to know you when you won Ultra Trail Australia 100 on your 21st birthday, um, which is pretty amazing. Um, moving on, the following year, you had a massive year of running and races. Um, Probably your biggest was Western States, coming third, which is um, incredible at 22. Um, yep, pretty mind-blowing. And then... Hello, everybody. <laughs> um, and then um, 2019, things probably maybe slowed down a little bit. 2020, we all know what happened in 2020. And here we are in 2021, um, and you've just had an incredible adventure out on the Larrakinta Trail. Um, so, I'll let you talk about that, but for those of you who don't know, Lucy last month completed an FKT, so fastest known time on the Larapinta Trail, which is 220 something kilometres, um, uh, I've forgotten how long, 52 hours maybe? Yep, 52 hours, straight running, five minutes out. Um, I had a quick look at what the Larrakinta Trail actually entailed and everywhere on the website it just said rocky, rugged, tough, stony, rocky, etc, etc. So can you tell us a little bit about um, the trail, what it involved and you know what the 52 hours looked like for you? <laughs> yeah, it was, uh, it's all those things and more. So the Larrapinta Trail is a, it's 231 kilometers on the maps, but uh, a friend of mine who just ran it last week and myself, we both clocked up 250 kilometers. So what's an extra half marathon when you're running that far? Um, so for me, you know, going to the Larrapinta was all about just in lockdown, I wanted to do something. You know, we had restrictions put on ourselves to, especially in Melbourne, that we could only run for so long and for so far from our house. And I kind of, you know, I just dreamt of being able to run as far as I wanted and for as long as I wanted. Uh, so I certainly got to do that um, to quite an extreme extent. So I was out there with two boys, um, Brian, who was my videographer, and then Josh, who was a photographer. And they've created, um, we're going to create a film out of it for Solomon, which is really, really cool. But yeah, it was a, a day or a few days of um, yeah, just like a roller coaster of emotions. You know, I started at uh, 1 p.m. on Wednesday and then climbed up the first Mount Sonder with my crew, came down, and I started off by myself and I was running into the sunset and I was really nervous about running at night. And uh, I remember, you know, like taking a deep breath and just like sinking into what the the next few hours and days were going to look like. And I tripped over, hit the deck, cut up my knees, cut up my hands, and I 
just like bawled my eyes out and I was at probably you know 21 22 kilometers in at this point and I was walking along you know as you do after you fall and you kind of you trip for the next 20 steps afterwards and you're like the most uncoordinated person and uh, I remember looking out at the mountain range and just kind of this 250 kilometer expanse to lights of Alice Springs in the distance and uh, yeah I called my dad on that ridge and I said like I can't do this this is just you know it's too much it's too far I'm not fit um, you know coming out of lockdown I didn't get to do the long runs and my dad just said you know Lucy you've just got to back yourself you've just got to you know in the night you've always said that when it gets dark outside it all that matters is your head torch light and so just follow that and just get through the night watch the sun rise and if you don't feel good no one cares if you stop and um, so I got through the night, I actually loved the night, it turned into the thing that I thrived the most in. And then sun rose, um, so did the heat, and so it got up to about 36 degrees. Um, ran out of water for seven hours, got very dehydrated. Um, and then with the dehydration and going into you know over 24 hours of, of running, started to have my first set of hallucinations, which was something that I hadn't experienced before and wasn't uh, yeah, wasn't super comfortable with. Um, for me, I was seeing the ant mounds on the side of the trail. I thought they were tents. And I was going along and I was like, man, it is a popular trail. Like, there's supposed to be black ants. And I was like, you know, if I go into any problems, I'll just duck into a tent and ask or something. Anyway, I got to the top of this big climb and there was a man in a tent and he came out and he was like, great job, Lucy. And I was like, you don't know me. And I was like, you're not real. Like, because I was like, oh, this is a hallucination because he knows my name. And um, anyway, he shook my hand to tell me that he was real. And I said, oh, you know, there's so many people out here. And he was like, no, <laughs> there's not. And um, I was like, oh. Oh, okay, which way to Alice Springs? And he was like, oh, 140 kilometers that way. <laughs> I was like, oh, and I just walked off in the wrong direction, tripped over, hit the deck, got back up and just like walked past him. And apparently he went back to his tent with his wife and was just like, yeah, I don't know if she's gonna make it. <laughs> Should I go after her? Um, but so that was kind of like a huge um, learning experience was the hallucination side of things. And then they kind of got less uh, that was one of the most vivid ones and then I'd just see my crew in, in rocks and so I'd be running along and I'd be like, oh, Josh has walked so far in to come and see me, like that's so nice. And then I'd walk past and I'd be like, oh, it's not him. And then when I would see him, I'd be like, I'm so disappointed in you because you could have hiked in. I thought I saw you ages ago. Um, and then, yeah, so then kind of went into the second night. Um, I had Josh join me for a bit because they started to get pretty worried about my uh, ability to stay on track and to navigate and I was, yeah, pretty out of it. I had my first five minute nap where I just laid down in the middle of the trail, put my pack over my face and had a joyful five minutes where the only dream I had was that I was finished. <laughs> and um, I woke up and I was like, oh, it's so good, it's done. And then I was, looked at my feet and where we were and I was like, we're not done. <laughs> so, um, yeah, and then kind of went into um, the last day, so Good Friday, and um, the Alice Springs community came out in, in numbers to the last point and ran the last 25Ks with me in. And when I say ran, that's a, that's a very glamorous way of saying walking. Um, <laughs> And yeah, it was the most challenging thing I've ever done. It pushed me not just mentally, but physically, emotionally, and just a roller coaster of uh, emotions. And they say, you know, you live a, 
a life and a day in ultra running. I think I lived a few years out there, so it was um, yeah, it was everything I wanted and more. But yeah, it's definitely it's definitely still in me that that experience. Awesome. So, what was the scariest thing? You keep it. What was the scariest thing um, about the whole trip? I think that. What I thought was going to be the scariest thing was the night running. Um, just being alone out there, I'm not, I get lost in a supermarket, I'm not good at navigation. Um, I had my phone with the maps on it, I had my watch with the maps on it, and I had maps in my backpack. Um, and on one of the gorges I dropped my phone, shattered the screen, and that was kind of what I'd been leaning heavily on. Um, so then I kind of had to go old school looking at maps and trying to like look at the stars for north or something, like just not good. Um, but I ended up loving the navigation side of things and especially in the night, what I was so afraid of it turned out to be the best because my headlight would reflect all the markers in the distance so I got a really good gauge of where I was going so I actually found that really reassuring and peaceful. Um, but I would say the scariest thing was the dehydration. Uh, that's just something that, you know, I know the effects of dehydration, we all kind of hear about it. And yeah, to, I remember getting to the top of um, this ridge, looking out at this expanse, and just not seeing a glimmer of water or lack of reflection or anything. And I got down and the trail markers sometimes had distances on it. It was distances to the next kind of major water stop. And then I got down and it said like 37 kilometers. and. I just like I wanted to cry, but then I was like, no, I gotta save water. Like if I cry, like Lucy, you gotta look them up. You know? So that was probably one of the scariest things for me. Fair enough. Um, so in terms of the whole adventure, I reckon there was probably you could write a book about how much you got out of it um, and all of the rewarding aspects of it. But if you could pick one thing that was the best thing about the adventure, what would that be? Yeah, I think the best thing was it really, for me, in 2019, like you say, I didn't have like a great year of racing and I kind of, my love for the sport and my love for running, I kind of outran my love of running in that year. 2020 was like a blessing in disguise for me, it, it stopped me from travelling, I didn't have to, I didn't race and no one did and in Melbourne, you know, I had an hour a day to enjoy and that was kind of all I wanted to do. So for me... The Lyra Pinta symbolised just kind of running back to the roots of when I started running, which was to explore and then also to connect with people and to go with Josh and Brian and for them to back me for 52 hours and be there at every stop with a smile on their face and then for the Alice Springs community to come out and to meet me and to share in that and then the online support for it was just unreal, you know, it was just people around the world were following along for, for 50 hours, which I just honestly could think of nothing more boring, but, um, you know, it's just, it goes to show, like, that's why I'm in this sport, it's not for the races and the bibs, and it wasn't until that was taken away that I was like, races are cool, sponsors are cool, like, I love Solomon, obviously, but, um, you know, we can run and we can do what we want to do as long as we just have the right people around us. Um, I think everyone here can probably relate to that too with, you know, last year being, yeah, not being able to do our races um, but still being able to go out and have adventures in our own backyard. So there's probably, most people here have seen a lot more trails in the last 12 months in our local area than we have, yeah, for quite a few years. Um, so I guess that might take me into the next question is, um, 
community. So we have a fantastic running community in the Blue Mountains and in Penrith. Um, and during COVID, it was one of the things that probably kept a lot of us going. We could still run, we could still connect through our running. Um, when you were travelling in 2018, um, you had big race Did you were you able to get and um, feel that sense of community because you were travelling so much? Like, did you have that in the in the running world as an elite runner? Yeah, so in 2018, so that was, um, you know, I raced up here and I did the 22K of the UTA, um, and then I... Can you just tell us everything that you did in that year? Because it's phenomenal. It's, for a 22-year-old, it's just the best year ever, really. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it was a big year. Um, so I ran, oh, I ran the Tarawera 60-kilometer, I ran the Shot Over Moonlight Marathon in New Zealand, the Mototapu. Then I ran the Ultra Trail Australia. Then I went and ran the Western States 100 miles. Um, I finished that and I went and I ran the Hard Rock course, the Trans Rockies course in America. Flew to Chamonix, did the OCC 50K. Flew to Hong Kong, did the Saikwang 50K. Came home, did the Gao 100K. Um, and then, yeah, and then started the year again. So it was a pretty intense year, but it was a year that uh, if I had to do it again, I, I wouldn't do it the way I did it. Um, you know, I, it's great in hindsight, and I learned a lot from it, but it was definitely the beginning of burning out. Um, and an amazing experience, obviously, but something that wasn't sustainable. Um, what was the question again? Community. <laughs> Community, right on. Yeah, um, the cool thing with the way that I travel and the way I choose to, my, you know, I'm very lucky that it's what I do for a living, and. I went across to America and I spent three months there, so I had this ability to, I really got immersed in that community and the Western States community is like nothing else, the California running crew is just incredible and I was really taken in and looked after. And then flying to Europe, my mum's in the UK, um, so I had a home base there and then Chamonix is just a mecca for runners, so again, was pretty welcomed there. But the the biggest comparison is that I went back in 2019, I went to go and do it all again and I had the same schedule laid out because I was like that worked this time, it'll work, uh, it'll work that time, it'll work this time. But I had more of this kind of, uh, like I had to do it on my own and I think it's a, there's a real shift at the moment between, you know, a lot of ultra runners take a lot of pride in that they do it on their own, they train alone, they get there on their own, they're self-made and um, that's really cool. But I think there's a real shift towards working as a collective and I think that that's something that I realised is that when I started to just do it on my own and it was about, it was all on me and I was just doing it by myself, it's not as rewarding and uh, I kind of isolated myself away from the community because I didn't want distractions but actually those distractions were what made those races and those experiences so good and so strong. And so I think that's why like, things like serotonin running um, is an amazing thing, you know, to bring people together in the Blue Mountains Running Code. These kind of runs, you know, whilst you might think it's like, you know, it's Wednesday night after work and it's dark and it's cold, it's just like this fills the heart up as much as it fills your fitness. Mm -hmm. Yep, most definitely. Yep, we'll see. <laughs> So um, we're probably um, getting to the end of our time a little bit here. Um, I guess there's just a couple of things that would be nice to talk about. First one is uh, UTA 100. Can we have a show of hands who is actually doing the UTA 100? We've got a few hands in here. 
Um, yep. Lucy will be sweeping the last 22 kilometers. I hope to not see you. I've always wanted to see you, but then I don't. So, um, yeah, tell us, can you um, tell us what you're hoping to get out of that experience at the back of the pack, at the party end of the pack? <laughs> yeah, I'm super excited. I, um, you know, I had signed up for the 100K just a few days after Lara Pinta, as we all do, rushed into the next big thing, thought that since I'd done 250, 100Ks was, you know, just worth getting out of bed for. But um, at the end of the day, like, my legs aren't ready for it, but also, like, my heart is so content on what I've done and I feel no need to, to dig a little, to dig deep, which is what I would do if I was to race. Um, and I just respect this nature, the, um, this environment, this race too much to, to go in half-assed. So when I said that I wasn't going to do it, um, Jane, who organises the sweeps, said, did you want to sweep? And uh, I, was, I was just so intrigued and I was thinking about it and I was like, I would love to to speak to the people at the back, and, you know, especially when they're in their like those final moments and just understand their why. <laughs> <laughs> you brought him along. <laughs> um, and just kind of, yeah, to be there and to see that grit. I think, you know, we see coverage of the front runners. We see, you know, it's amazing they finish in daylight, they're in bed and it's all good. But to go out Sunday morning and to, to finish that, cross that finish line and see, or see them cross that finish line uh, is just something that, yeah, I'm just so curious to see and I just have so much respect for. So I just want to capture the the back of the pack and to be a part of that and be a part of their journey and see a different side of the race. Awesome. Um, yeah, I'm just, I'm so excited for it. Awesome. It might be a little bit busy at the back of the pack if people know that you're out there. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm going to ask people if we've got any questions in a minute, but I've got one last question for you. Um, if you have a look around here, we can see a few young faces. We've got some young kids here. Um, and some young female runners as well. Uh, in Australia, um, as girls enter their teenage years, it's um, well documented and well known that girls just stop being active. Um, and you were clearly an outlier in that, um, which is fantastic. So it's really nice to see um, some young people here, to see you and who are actually running as well. Um, I guess that my question to you is if um, you can think back to when you were running, um, what what was it that kept you going um, and what was it that gave you the motivation as a kid to go out and run and if you could give some advice to these kids that would be awesome. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure they're not here to, uh, to see me, they're probably here because they're with their parents and they have to be. <laughs> but I appreciate that nonetheless. Um, I think my advice uh, I would say to, to the kids is just um, you know to have fun with it you know it's not about numbers it's not about becoming an ultra runner or saying that you did something like you you've got to understand this goes for everyone you've got to understand your why in running you know why are you doing this and you know you don't want it to be just because you want to tell people that you did it you think your friends will think you're cool you know it should be about like you know especially for females I found that being on the trails the most empowered, the most confident, um, and the, mo the strongest version of myself. And I also found that after I finished that run, I was the best version of myself, whether that be to go to school, to hang out with my friends. My advice to parents on the other side is that you don't need to push your child into doing it. 
for my dad it was something that I just saw him do and I saw that change of character when he would run home from work and he'd, you know, he was just a much nicer dad actually, <laughs> you know, a lot more patient with me. Um, but he kept it fun. When I started running with him, I would actually cycle next to him as he trained for the Ultra Trail Australia in 2012 and then as I got stronger I would run next to him. But it was never about numbers, it was we'd just run until we had nothing else to talk about and then we'd stop and then we'd go out to, you know, I'd get to pick the cafe, we'd get some nice food, we'd camp and it was just about the experience and I'd go back to school and I'd tell my friends that I saw this part of Victoria or Sydney and it wasn't like, oh, I ran 30 kilometers in three hours and got 500 meters of climbing. It was like, oh, you know, we ate this, we saw this and, you know, it was more, it wasn't about just the running. So I think my advice to, to, the, to young girls and boys is just to, to have fun with it and to do it because you love it and do it because you love yourself. You know, don't do it because you want to change who you are or you think that you need to be someone different. I think it's really important that you, yeah, you do it as a symbol of, yeah, self-love but also like love for nature and respect and also just kind of wanting to explore and curiosity. Um, yeah, because be, be in it for the long run, like don't just do it for a, a short amount of time, commit yourself to it because like everyone here, I think we can all say that running's given us more and more as we've gotten older in life. <laughs> I'm like 25 and I'm saying this. <laughs> but, you know, I think that, um, yeah, it's a long future ahead and I'm, I'm learning that as well, that kind of, you know, the sport keeps giving and you don't need to rush and be a superhero on your first run. Well, we did barely scratch the surface, but um, we're, as I said earlier, we're all very excited to have you here in the community. Um, thank you for coming and thank you for taking the time to be here this evening and run with everyone. Um, and we'd like to wish you fun on UTA course um, at the back of the pack and also a big happy birthday for next week. Thank um, you. Yep, so if everyone could thank Lucy for coming. quick thank you to everyone uh, for coming out, especially if you are running Ultra Trail Australia. I know that you probably want to be home and resting in, in bed. Um, also to Solomon for putting this event on and for Blue Mountains Running Co for hosting it and uh, 2773. Um, but also, you know, I think that it's really important, like if you're running Ultra Trail Australia, I really think after the year that everyone's been through, or even if you're not running Ultra Trail Australia, but you're still running. I think it's been such a hard year that if you can get through what you've got through and you've still got the love for running and you've, whether you've been consistent or inconsistent, um, you know, really harness that. Like, really be proud of yourself for showing up every day, for putting on your running shoes, for coming out to events like this. Um, because, yeah, you know, the community of ultra running is the best thing about it. And, you know, we all need each other in these times. And uh, Ultra Trail Australia is just going to be a big party of people who are so stoked just to come together and the running is secondary. So just be super, super proud of yourself and uh, yeah, thank you so much for coming out and running with me and uh, yeah, I'll see you out on course but not when I'm sweeping. <laughs>